We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. I am Steve Alexander, Dr. A. That is Bob Rathman, the voice of the Atlanta Hawks for Bally Sports. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Underdog, Vivid Seats, and Rival Fantasy. Today is Tuesday, October 31st, which is also Halloween. Uh, Bob and I are getting ready to do this. Are you ready, Bob? I am ready, Doctor. It is good to see you, my friend. All right, Bob, you know, when you and I first met, it was probably about 15 years ago. You sent me an email after something something ran in the AJC. And I, I was thinking about that because the picture um, they used for that article of me, I was holding my son. He was like a little like infant, six months, year old. I don't know how old he was. But he was a little kid. And uh, he drove his car to school today and he's driving himself to the dentist afterwards which means i don't have to do any of that but it just it just shows me how long uh you and i've been buddies well it is one of my most fun things about doing this job uh meeting great people like you and i have been a huge fan from day one uh your knowledge and expertise in this is mind-boggling, and <laughs> I, I just, I learned so much uh, from you all and you, uh, Steve in particular. And uh, the fact that you're an, an unabashed Hawks fan makes it all the better. Well, there you go. We've got the, we've got. I, I switched out the Deion Sanders jersey for for Dominique. Uh, oh, good. I was all fired up about Dion before the season started, and then everybody else became fired up about Dion. And it's sort of jumped the shark and become like almost too much. Uh, yeah. But I'm still happy for him. I, I, I think he's doing a good job and, and he's, he's going he's gonna to have success with that program. But it's basketball season, man. We got to get the Dominique well, jersey up here. But you know, there, there are some things, uh, Dr. A, that you just you can't really mess with. And a Nick jersey is one of them. I mean, that, that has to take up a special spot on the back row there. Well, yeah, it, it's there right now. That's that's the jersey. I mean, you, can, you can hang, you can hang Dion stuff and whatever else, but <laughs> that corner belongs to the Hall of Famer. Well, this this is my official uh, headphones holster when I'm not wearing them. There it is the, the Dominique shoe. It's always 
it's always just an arm's length away. Yeah, okay. no matter where well, I go, you're safe. <laughs> you're safe. Uh, all right, so before we get into some Hawks chatter, um, I'm going to remind everybody to like and subscribe to this podcast. Keep us going. It's a good time. I want to keep doing it. Uh, before we get into to James Harden and before we get into the Hawks, you have an off night, right? Like, there's no Hawks basketball tonight. I assume That's you're not correct. traveling anywhere. Are you? Are you fired up to hand out some candy tonight? I am so fired up. We're going to have the fire going on the front porch because uh, it's going to be cold tonight. And I am, as soon as we're finished here, I am headed to the front yard for leaf duty. And I got to get the yard straight and then uh, make a quick run to uh, to get some candy. And off we go. I can't wait because I, I love seeing the neighbor's kids come by. It's great. Are you going? Are you going all in on the candy? Are you going to make it? Are you going like full size Snickers? Are you? Going oh yeah, yeah. We do not chintz on the uh, on the treats here. I mean, it's uh, this is serious business. You know, when they bring their uh, pillow covers as bags, you know it's it's serious, and you got to fill them up. Okay, I, what's your address? Uh, yeah if anybody can figure out where bob lives and you want a full-size three musketeers i think that's the that's the place to be and i because that's the thing uh when you take your kids trick-or-treating the kids want to find you know that house that hands out the full-size candy bars and not an apple or you know yeah oh no no healthy raisins no (laughs) no none of that and and we encourage uh our trick-or-treaters to grab a handful you know it's not one per trick-or-treater oh yeah you get you get the full monty here well you're only a kid once so you gotta you gotta uh, yeah i sounds like i need to come trick-or-treating at your house tonight yeah the only only, uh, restrictions i have is if you walk up you know in a 76ers jersey uh i send the dogs uh but any everybody else is fine Speaking of spooky things and Halloween, Bob, James Harden snuck out of Philadelphia this morning at 2.30, kind of like this cult snuck out of Baltimore back in the day. Yep. Um, Furkan Korkmaz tried to hitch a ride, but both teams didn't think that would be a good idea. So he's going to stay right where he's been trying to get out of for the last five years. That's one of the, it's awesome. It's one of the funny things on, on Twitter, X. This morning, as Furkan Korkmaz was trying everything he can do to get involved in that trade, and he just couldn't do it. <laughs> the other funny thing I saw was, Bob, you know the old saying, the, the two happiest days of your life are when you buy a boat and sell a boat. As somebody said, the two happiest days of being an NBA fan is when your team trades for James Harden. <laughs> trading away. So that was fairly entertaining, I thought. But what... Any thoughts? We've got, uh, you know, details are still coming in. You and I were asleep when this was going down. We haven't really had a chance to study this thing. But uh, basically, we've got Westy, you know, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and James Harden all together in the same rowboat. I think the only guy missing is Kawhi, is uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that would really make it a fivesome. Um, it's it's a flashback to OKC, right? Putting the putting the old band back together, <laughs> get Russ and Westbrook and uh, and Harden together. Um, I don't know, Doc. This is uh, 
you know, this is not the James Harden of years gone by. Uh, this is, uh, he's still the ball dominant James Harden, but he's not the James Harden that we remember as MVP and scoring champion, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you got like three guys that are ball dominant on this team. So I, I don't know. Ty Lu deserves better. He's a fabulous coach. Uh, really good, really good. And, uh, to try to make this work on the fly is is going to be very, very difficult in my view. Philly is going to be better just because the distraction is gone. Uh, people are going to find out Nick Nurse can really coach. And, you know, Covington is a guy that he can utilize. Uh, used to be there, right? He was a Philly guy at one point. Yep. And, yep. Uh, you know, he's doesn't need the ball, do the dirty work. You know, that Philadelphia may come out I mean, they're they're this close away from being three and zero. So, uh, well, I think, like you said, getting rid of that distraction, yeah, that's it clears the air, and everybody can take a deep breath, and we don't have to they don't have to answer questions about James Harden every single day. Exactly. And Bob, honestly, I'm just happy that Ed Williams, uh, one one of my many bosses, was asleep at two thirty in the morning, so he didn't make me start filming videos about James Harden at three a.m. Um, and try to break that thing down. So, uh, yeah, I, I it's going to be an interesting experiment. I doubt it works. There is a part of me, though, that thinks, what if they all play the right way together and figure this out quickly, and it could be almost like an Olympic team experience. Uh, I don't I don't know how that would happen. But, but they're not all going to play, though, Steve. They well, could, you know... Kawhi's going to miss his 30 and Paul George will miss his 30 games and Harden will take off every once in a while. And I, I don't know how it comes together. And this actually gives them more of a free pass to take a night off. I mean, I could see Ty Lue just being like, all right, Westy, you're off Tuesday. Paul, right. you're taking Friday off. <laughs> Which is exactly what the league doesn't want. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's at, at least it's over. How about that? Yeah, that's the best part of all. Uh, Bob, I know you don't play a lot of fantasy sports, but you're I also don't know anybody who's as dialed into the rest of the league as you are outside of a certain Atlanta Hawk right now who's got me super <laughs> excited. We'll talk about him in a in a couple minutes. Yeah. Are there any non Hawk players that you've seen play on TV or in, yeah. in person this year that you're you've been impressed with or surprised yeah. by? Yeah. Well, uh, Jalen Dern in Detroit. Yeah. And this is what I love about fantasy basketball because you all that are involved in this comb the box scores and look at these results like, like I do and we do uh, for the hidden gems and for the guys that are on the rise and for anybody who plays on the Pistons these days, the national media is sound asleep. Uh, they're not paying attention. They're not watching the games. But I tell you what, Detroit's got some great young talent. It's fun to watch. And it's going to be great to watch these guys rise over these years. And I think Dern is, is one of those guys. You know, sitting next to Neek every night, you get a unique perspective when we play these teams. Because he can look at a guy and say, this this cat can play a little bit. 
Let's keep an eye on him, which is gives you that perspective that you don't get a lot of different places, right? But Nick can identify him, and he's that's a kid that that Nick took a look at. Um, I he's a tremendous rebounder. I mean, yeah. my goodness, he could rebound out of his area. Uh, great timing, you know, young legs right now. Um, I really like him, and he's just one of of several of these young cats. But I my I really do have a deep appreciation for the for what you do and the fancy players. I just wasn't blowing smoke. I mean, you guys study this and follow this, and it's uh, and I learn uh, a lot about the league just by following. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Awesome. Um, yeah, uh, Duran's been incredible. I was looking at the league leaders in blocks, and Duran is at I think he's at three a game. I also noticed that Scotty Barnes of the Toronto Raptors is blocking three shots a game right now, which is crazy. He won't be there at the end, but I'm I'm kind of keeping an eye on blocks because I've got a I've got a jersey bet with a buddy of mine. Um, I've got Wimbin Yama, and he's got Walker Kessler for who has more blocks this season. So. 
trying to keep an eye on what's going on there. Um, happy, happy for the for Walker Kessler, you know, a Noonan, Georgia guy, you know, uh, great family. Uh, kid got a break and took advantage of it, you know, caught fire at Auburn. It, really fun to watch. Did you see this Cam Thomas thing coming out of Brooklyn? Uh, I didn't. Not really. Uh, you never know. Um, you know, it. I I always say it's the Fred Carter uh, <laughs> syndrome. You know, the worst team in the league has to have a leading scorer. Uh, you just never know who that guy is going to be. You get rid of all your stars. You start this rebuild, and, and this guy sort of appears out of nowhere. Uh, seems to be a high-volume shooter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he is, he is getting them up. But, uh, no, I did not see that coming. He's getting them up, but he's doing it at a, at a nice percentage. Yep. Uh, he had three 40-point games in a row last year. Like, we saw flashes of this last year. And then this year, um, you know, everybody was talking about Mikhail Bridges nonstop mm -hmm. on that team it, it, because right. he had such a phenomenal run when he got to Brooklyn last year. People weren't, weren't really talking about Cam Thomas, but then Nick Claxton got hurt and Cameron Johnson got hurt and – Cam's just been out there going crazy. So I, I'm all about it. I'm I'm I I actually drafted him in a, a couple leagues and it's it's kind of fun when that happens. But uh all right, well let's get ready to talk about the Hawks. But first we're gonna talk about underdog fantasy because it's the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contest. If you haven't tried underdog yet, new underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Bob, I feel like I've been doing this for a million years. I mean, I was just so smooth. I, I don't have the raspy vocals of, of Bob Rathman, but, man, I can I can read it. I can read a script. That was I good. I, I, I played some underdog last night, actually, and I, I needed two LeBron three-pointers, which I got. I needed like 42 combined points, assists, and rebounds from Anthony Davis, which I got. I needed 19 scoring points from Franz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. He had 16 going into the fourth oh. quarter. I'm like, oh. all I need is a three-pointer from Franz. I'm, I'm good. And he... He shot five of seventeen for the game, never scored another point, oh. and that that was a tough that was a tough underdog defeat. But I still had fun watching it uh, trying to happen. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's interesting to me how you can put these kind of weird combinations together and get a big payout. I yeah. mean, that, to me, that is like really interesting. Had Joe. Had J Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, thrown one interception in the, the entire game on Sunday, I would have – I had a $10 investment in a five-legger, and it I would have won like 300 bucks. Wow. But wow. he didn't. He didn't throw an interception. Yeah. But it, it's fun. It's fun being able to do these prop these props where you can just sort of pick and choose. It's like going uh -huh. to the shopping, shopping center right. and just – pulling stuff off the shelf. Right. Bob, cool. you're Atlanta Hawks. Yes, sir. 
last night. I'm sitting there watching. I've got Luke on one TV. I've got the Hawks on one TV. I've got football on another TV. The Hawks are down 21. Nothing's going right. And I almost turned it to a different game. But I was like, my man is coming on the show tomorrow. I need I need to stay with him through this difficult time. And then what happened? DeJounte Murray happened. Uh, he had one of the greatest quarters in Hawk history last night. He hit 11 consecutive shots to start the second half. And the, the interesting part about it to me was that nine of them were jumpers. You know, you just don't see that. Uh, guys who put together streaks of consecutive field goals made are generally around the basket. You know, you mix in three or four dunks and blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the case with Murray. He was hitting threes. He was hitting mid-ranges. He was getting to the rack for sure. But to hit 11 in a row, um, they told us that in the, quote, modern era, which means the play-by-play era, which started uh, late 1990s, uh, this was the best quarter in Hawk history uh, for a player, um, which is saying something. We've had great guards come through here, and you know what Trey's done has been phenomenal of late. But DJ had it going, and it wasn't just his offense. I mean, he was really good on Edwards last night. Uh, played a great game. It was it was really good stuff. I was going to ask you about Edwards because I noticed you and you and Nick talked about it on the broadcast. Uh huh. And every uh oh, you still there? I am. I'm here. Okay, all right. We I'm here. something something got sketchy yeah. there. Uh, I but a leaf when I was fell. watching the broadcast, <laughs> the leaf fell and broke up the something fell. <laughs> uh, Anthony Edwards was kind of balling out in that game and going off and doing whatever he wanted to do. And suddenly you were like, Where did Anthony Edwards go? And I was like, Where did Anthony Edwards go? Um, I suspect some of that was DeJounte playing defense it was but they didn't really look for him it it my view i mean i get so focused on the ball uh that i don't see what's going on in the other four positions but um it just seemed to me like he didn't get the touches in the second half like he did in the first and he was cooking i mean 20 point first half looked great shot a high percentage and of course he's you know if you're not aware, you know, he's an Atlanta kid uh, coming back home to play and was juiced here last year, had 32 in the game that Minnesota won in this building. And so last night was just more of the same. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. And they, you knew they were going to cool off. I mean, you're not going to hit 60, 70% of your shots in an NBA game over an extended period of time. So we expected a little drop off at halftime is usually the time that that happens. But what was so interesting last night is that they could not restart the engine. Um, and yes, the Hawks picked it up. Murray got hot. But when Minnesota tried to to light the flame again, it just wasn't happening. And then they, they fell apart. I think the run was, at one point it was 60 to 20. You probably, <laughs> you probably have it. But it was, I think, even bigger than that. But it was about a 40-point swing. Um, yeah, it was crazy. One of the most incredible runs I've ever seen. It really was because the Hawks, um, 
were down 21 and then they were up 21 like it uh, it all happened so fast and then yeah. uh minnesota couldn't even hardly react to it yeah all right so you're talking about trying to find diamonds in the rough and and find guys uh who are gonna get hot before they get hot and one of those guys plays for the atlanta hawks i jalen johnson looks like a different player to me this season than he looked last season like neek is talking about uh jalen duran passing the eye test like that guy can play a little bit when i see jalen johnson on tv right now i'm like man that guy looks good like he just looks confident um healthy super athletic and and just he just looks like he wants to go out there and take over. Well, you nailed it. Confidence, which he had none of. Um, the first couple of years, we send him down to College Park. He starts to get his feet wet. And one thing I think for fans to, to check out, these young guys, is when they do go down to the G League, keep an eye on them. See how they do. Do they score in big numbers? Do they fit in? Do they help the team win? And those that do, a year or two later, you may see them arrive on the NBA scene. And I think Johnson is one of those guys. You know, he did not play a lot in college. He he left Duke very early on. Uh, he was not ready for the pros his rookie season. He got the seasoning he needed at College Park. He got a little bit of his a little feet wet uh, last season, but still did not shoot the ball well. But the intensive work that he's done and the Hawks have done and what Quinn has done with him uh, since taking over is to infuse that confidence. You can do this. You can play this style. And now you have a six foot nine wing, jumbo size wing that can run. Uh, I think is going to develop into a very good outside shooter in time, but he's getting to the rack. These dunks have been amazing. Uh, he gives us a uh, an athletic player that we just haven't had that size that can run and do things, uh, block shots and 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 rebound a little bit. He's really coming on. So you identified a gem, and I think he's going to get a ton of minutes. Quinn believes in him. He wants him out there. Uh, we're kind of stuck in this threesome between Jalen and, and Hunter and Sadiq Bay. And I think Quinn will at least early kind of rotate the three based on the matchups. But if Jalen keeps playing the way he's playing, he is not coming out of that lineup. Well, he, he did not start in game one. Sadiq Bay did. And then right. Jalen started after that. He started last night. I don't know how. I don't know the way he looks right now. I don't think you can take him out. No. And, and Sadiq Bay looks pretty good off the bench. Yeah. I think. Yep. Um. I, I. That might be even a better role for him. And then DeAndre Hunter, who a lot of Hawks fans over the years have lost patience with, and like it's. I feel like this yeah. is the year for DeAndre Hunter to either turn the corner and be what he thought we what we thought he was going to be, or. Hawks fans are just going to be like, we, we got to move on yeah. from this guy. Uh, I, I would bet on Hunter. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, remember where he played his college basketball? <laughs> Virginia, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, we do not do this at Virginia. Uh, and I, you know, that's no indictment. Tony Bennett's a, a great coach and a national champion, but 
you know, they play a system. And and Hunter, you remember, he was a red shirt in college, which never happens for an elite player. Uh, and then played two more years after that, was hurt, came back, got on the national championship squad. He's got a winning pedigree. He's very quiet. Don't let that deceive you. Uh, he's a very intense competitor. He's a lot bigger and stronger than, than you think he is until you see him up close. But here's the thing about the coaching change here. This is another one of the guys, sort of like Jalen, that when you have your shot, let it fly. Quinn does not care if you miss seven in a row. All he cares about is if when that ball comes to you and you're open, you shoot the basketball. And what you're starting to see with Hunter is, oh, it's okay to, <laughs> to shoot this? Oh, okay. And I think, unless I miss my, my bet on this one, Doc, this is going to be another guy who is going to be a consistent three-point shooter. When you look at Hunter's career in games that he has taken seven or more threes, and I think it's happened about close to 30 times in his career, his three-point percentage is just right under 40%. Hmm. That's pretty good. And I think he is going to be, as the as the weeks go on and he gets more comfortable, he's going to be taking seven, eight, nine threes a game because he has permission to shoot them. And he's a good outside shooter. And the other thing about the perception of Hunter, I think, is, you know, we moved heaven and earth to get him. You know, basically the number four pick in the draft. So with that comes the expectations. And I think he may have suffered from that a little bit. Plus, he's trying to figure out how to play with Trey and, you know, the whole bit about the acclimation of the pros going through coaching changes and what have you. But he's got a guy now who believes in him, wants him to shoot the basketball. And, you know, if you've got him in one of your leagues, hang on to him. I think he's in for a pretty big year. Nice. And I, I think he looks – he's off to a good start. I he, He's he's off to a better start than I think I thought he was going to be. So yeah. good on DeAndre Hunter. Uh, the, NBA season, <laughs> the NBA season is here. On behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, and heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. Because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure that your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app, visit vividseats.com, Vivid Seats, experience it live. Bob, you said something earlier that I, I was going to comment on. I forgot to do it. I'm going to do it now. Uh, you said sitting next to Dominique is a unique experience. And when Dominique launched his Brooks line of shoes, they were called the Dominique Uniques. I don't know oh, if you knew that or not. I did not. I I I bought a pair of those in the in the store and I had I've got ads that still say unique 
for those Brooks Brooks shoes. But his Brooks oh. were called Uniques, which I thought was funny when he said. Very that. nice. Uh, what's going on with Trey Young? Do 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 we love Trey Young? Are Hawks fans huge Trey Young fans? Are they? Do we not know about Trey Young? How likable the guy is he? Where where are we? With yeah, Trae? I I think it's another situation where you have a player trying to adapt to a new coach and a new system. Uh, this is uh, this is a work in progress. Okay, Trey. In my in my opinion, was a guy who played one way his whole life, from the time he was a, a kid in growing up in Norman, Oklahoma, high school, AAU, that one year at Oklahoma, early on in his Hawks career, he played one way, ball dominant, do everything, the passing, the scoring, the whole nine yards. Doesn't have to do that now. He does not, he has a better team around him and Quinn recognizes that. And Quinn is trying to find that balance for Trey from leading the offense to shooting, to passing the whole nine yards to get him to, to play defense, all of those things. And it's sort of a work in progress. And I'd be honest with you, you know, for somebody who watches this every night, this team, uh, it's fascinating to watch. Quinn Snyder is one of the most unique coaches I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Now I've known Quinn since he was a junior at Duke when I was doing his games on the ACC package. Mm -hmm. So we've, we've known each other a long time and he's so smart. Uh, you know, you look at his educational background, both of his parents were teachers. Uh, his dad was a coach. Uh, he is a, he is a thinker, man. He is, He's got it figured out, and I think the greatest thing for Quinn is his communication skills, and this is something that he's been charged with doing to make it work with Trey and DeJounte, but Trey in particular is to, listen, Trey, you've been, this is your third coach. You're working on your second, you know, two and a half general managers. You know, it's time. You're getting paid. you got your max contract. Now, how can we funnel all this into winning and leading. And this is what Quinn has been charged to do. The constant, and I mean constant communication between coach and player, film, interaction with his teammates, practice court, in the locker room. What you'll see, I believe, is the, the growth, sort of the rewiring of Trey's brain, if you will, to Good shot, bad shot to extra pass. Don't don't make the pass. Play off the ball. And this is all a work in progress. You know, we're only four games into this thing. And breaking some old habits, developing new habits. And I I think, you know, Trey is an amazingly talented kid. To do what he's done in this league at his size uh, is, is unbelievable. He's led this league in total assists for two straight years. Uh, you just don't do that if you can't really play the game. And he's he's so special as a passer. But I think Hawks fans like him. I think Hawks fans get frustrated with him. But I think they like him. And I think they, they're they going to like what they see. Let's come back and chat uh, <laughs> later in the season. And we'll see if, uh, if Trey becomes that all-around guy that I think he will. 
if we win and he continues, was he second in the league this morning in assists still? Yep. Uh, he yep. was uh, going into last night. Um, he will, he'll be back on the all-star team and Murray yeah. may be with him. <laughs> uh, the same guy that we have the block bet with, we had an assist bet and I, I got the first pick and the first thing that came out of my mouth was Trey and my buddy took Tyrese Halliburton. And I think my buddy's going to win because Halliburton's one and Trey's two in assists right now, or at least that was total as of last night. I think we're doing average per game. Um, Average. Okay. Well, you know, we haven't shot the ball. Well, when will we start shooting the ball? Well, Trey's assist total will go up. It sounds like you feel like the, well, I, I think an important part of this, and I didn't even have it down to talk to you about, but uh, you already talked about Quinn a little bit, but the fact that Quinn is really just now taking over this team, like last year was a warm up, oh. um, just getting his feet wet in Atlanta. Yeah. Like this is totally different. Now it's his team. Yeah. Now it's his system. Um, so it is, it is probably going to take time for everybody to get, get on the same page. Yeah. So, my first year with the Hawks was 96-97, and we started 0-2 and won 56 games. And I remember Lenny Wilkins, who was our coach then, telling me, uh, I mean, what a my first year in the NBA full-time, and I got Lenny. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, 10-time Hall of Famer. Uh, he re- I remember him saying to me, don't judge anything or anybody until we've played 20 games. He said, you'll go through enough home, road, back-to-back, good opponents, bad opponents. You'll see enough in those first 20 games that you'll have a pretty good handle on your team. And I would say that to all fans, whether you play fantasy or you're just an NBA fan, uh, withhold judgment uh, until 20 games and then see where you are. You know, everybody is now like the Celtics, you know, everybody thinks, oh my God, you know, the Celtics. <laughs> Just wait. Porzingis will get hurt. They have no bench. These things play out. Uh, they they have been the last, how long? 10 years? A very good regular season team. Uh, but uh, I don't see uh, that next uh, banner. Uh, hanging. Uh, so I mean, it, it's a long season, but I, I would withhold judgment. That's that's good advice. 20 games. Uh, fantasy managers should probably take that advice sometimes because, you know, t- we live in a Twitter world now. It's like, what what have you done for me like last night? And if right. if last night didn't go well, you're looking for something else the next day. So it's it's hard, especially for non-patient people to be patient in this world. Yeah. But uh, one more Hawks note, and then we'll look at a couple of tonight's games, and then let you get let you get to your Halloween chores. Um, yes. Clint Capella and Anyeka Akamu coexisting. Um, at some point, Akamu is going to take over. When, when is that going to happen? And is it happening right now, or is Clint still firmly entrenched yeah. in the future? Where I, I think. Yes to to most of that. I, it, yes, Onyeka will be the, the big man of the future. Yes, Capella's entrenched. Uh, I think what you're seeing is another another aspect of the coaching change. Was was there a more dominant 
I shouldn't say dominant. Was there a more frequent pick and roll team than Atlanta last year? Right. We probably ran more pick and rolls than anybody. Yeah. If not number one close. And most of them were Capel and Trey uh, of one, five pick and roll. And one thing that Quinn wanted to get away from was our complete utter reliance on a pick and roll to start every offensive possession in the half court. And you're seeing Trey play off the ball. You're seeing read and react. You're seeing a lot more passing and movement. Well, the one guy that affects is going to be Clint Capella, right? He's not probably going to get as many touches as he has in the past. So when it comes to his numbers, uh, they probably will be down just a little bit. Uh, but he's still a fantastic rebounder. He anchors the back line of that defense. He blocks shots. Uh, his ability to keep the ball alive on the offensive glass uh, is is really a unique skill that he has. So, uh, you know, if you're asking from a fantasy perspective, uh, I think his numbers might go down just a hair. But if you're asking from the basketball and the winning side, then he's just as as big a piece as ever, but it's a different shift. It's a different focus now by Quinn trying to implement more of his scheme. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it it really doesn't, to me, speak to a decline of Clint Capella. I mean, he's 29 years old. Uh, He's still in his prime. But what it does suggest is a little different shift in emphasis. The, the unique thing about the Hawks is none of our fives really shoot the ball. You know, Clint's, you take him out of the restricted area and we're in trouble. Uh, Anyeka developing a three-point shot, but not there yet by any means. And Bruno, you know, is only going to be out there and blowouts or if somebody gets hurt. So unlike many NBA teams, our fives don't shoot threes. Mm-hmm. So we've got to figure out a way to get them involved and keep them involved without running pick and roll every time down the floor. So that's that's one of the things I think that's happening in that center spot. I also think getting rid of that that pick and roll every time scenario takes away some of the predictability and, oh, and yeah. it, it changes things up. And But it allows for Johnson, Hunter, and these guys to get going, which is you're seeing now in the first four games. Um. LeBron versus Jordan, Magic versus Bird, Barkley versus McHale. Basketball is synonymous with legendary player rivalries. They make the game more fun and give fans the storylines that raise the stakes every time those players meet on the court or come up in conversation. Now every player matchup and head-to-head debate can be settled on rival fantasy. This NBA season, you can play challenges where you decide which NBA player will score more fantasy points in their next game. Play the rival fantasy in-house challenges or create your own and get a friend in the mix with customizable social challenges. Sign up at joinrival.com slash rotowire now and get a $200 deposit match. Get in on this now before the 2023-24 season gets any further along. Let's say that. It's time to step up the challenge on rival fantasy. See you in the arena. You are Mr. Voiceover. Well, I'll tell you about it. I'm not going to lie. It said before the season tips off, you see me adjust that on the fly yeah, there and just that, go right that's into the mark of a true pro right there. Any further? <laughs> uh, okay, so we're almost done. I think we've we've hit the Hawks pretty hard. We've hit the Harden trade. Let's look at tonight's games. There's only three games tonight. You're going to be really? handing out candy. You're going to you're gonna have to set the DVR. Who we got but, tonight? 
One of those games is Victor Wembanyama and his Spurs against the Suns. Have you had a chance to sit down and watch Wembanyama play yet? I have seen uh, one half, but I've seen a lot of the cut-ups. I'm going to tell you who he is. <laughs> I'm going to tell you who he is. But it remember now, the game is played differently than it was back then. But this guy reminds me of Ralph Sampson. If Ralph had been allowed to do what Victor is allowed to do today, you would have seen it 40 years ago with Ralph Sampson. What was Ralph? 7-2? Seven, 7-3? Seven, I thought he Good was 7-4. Seven, seven, four. Four. Okay. Maybe 7-2. I don't know. You know, but well over 7 feet. Could shoot it from the outside. Could put it on the floor. Could block shots. I mean, but it the game wasn't played like this. Ralph Sampson, ladies and gentlemen, was the three-time Naismith College Player of the Year at Virginia. That's only happened one other time in history. Bill Walton. He comes to the pros. He's the Rookie of the Year with Houston. The second year in the pros, he's the MVP of the All-Star Game. His third year in the pros, he takes Houston, upsets the Lakers, and goes to the NBA Final. Then he falls, hits his back, the injuries start to take over, and, and Ralph's career went like that. But coming up, when he was a kid, Harrisonburg, Virginia, going to UVA, <laughs> that's what he was when you see Victor Wembenyama. You know, my Ralph Sampson history is, is kind of extensive because I saw him play in Market Square Arena in a Sweet 16, I think, a regional in like 80, I don't know what year that would have been, 83 maybe? Um, yeah. My buddy's year, maybe Paul Petrata, Herb Petrata's dad took, took me and Paul to see that. I don't even think I knew what I was watching, but I, I, I knew that he was taller than everybody else and he was a freak. And then didn't the Pacers lose a coin toss and get Steve Stepanovich in the, with the second pick yeah. and Ralph went to Houston first. Yep. And if that stupid coin would have landed heads instead of tails, Ralph would have been a pacer through my whole childhood, which that would have been cool. Yep. And then Ralph Sampson was the guy, the first player I ever noticed when I was at a pacer game that threw his wristband into the crowd or gave his wristband to a ah. kid, which sparked my mind to like, oh my, oh my Lord, I need to get a wristband from a guy like Ralph Sampson. That started my whole uh, obsession with NBA basketball memorabilia and, and meeting players and all that stuff. So I, I love, uh, I love the good. comparison and I, I love Ralph Sampson. Don't too. you I, think? I, yeah, it's a good, it's a good comparison. And like you're talking about, it's a totally different game back there. They're not going to let a, a guy as tall as Ralph Sampson stand out there and shoot threes. Right. Well, they may, may not have even had a three point line back then. Yeah. I, that was right about the time it was coming in, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right they, around. They, that had, they, they tried that short line. Uh, yeah. Then moved it back. But anyway, I mean, you know, you talk about the three, just a quick aside. They talk about three-point shooting. If it had been a thing back then, like it is now, Larry Bird would have set every three-point record out there. You imagine with his range? Are you kidding me? But it wasn't a thing. Curry, Steph Curry takes as many three-pointers 
in a month as Larry Bird took in an entire season. Right, right. I and mean, that's, to take, that's taking nothing away from Steph or Clay or any of those guys. No, but Larry, you look at Larry, he's only shooting like two a game. Right. It's it's wild because you think of him as like a three point champion in the in the right. contest and you know always hitting threes, but he hardly ever shot right. Uh, so anyway, so Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs are going to get blown out by the Suns tonight. Do you think the Suns are the best team in the West, or you think it's no, Denver? Sir, I do not. I think the Denver Nuggets are the best team. I, I again the depth, which is you know a big thing in the regular season, not so much in the playoffs. But still, you got to have somebody. I, I'm, I'm, I want to see a little bit more out of Phoenix. Twenty games, twenty games. Remember, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I love Denver. I, I think uh, this cat, Jokic. Come on, come on. I mean, it, he's not even in shape, and he's <laughs> funny. He's so funny. He's so cool. He's just. I mean, he just he doesn't just, care. He is he is. And he said, what, what's one Benyama got to do? He's got to get fatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love him. I don't know. I don't know how anybody who loves this game would not do whatever they could do to go watch him play in person. You know, as you go, as he goes around the NBA and he's close to you, go, just go. And he's going to play. He's there's no load management with this guy. Uh, he's going to play, and it is spectacular to watch him. He sees a different game than most of us. The other two games tonight are the Knicks and the Cavs and the Magic at the shorthanded Clippers. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm going to pivot something I did not write down to talk about, but I'm, I'm sure you have some thoughts on it. We have an in-season tournament starting. Uh-huh where a bunch of teams are going to play like Fridays and Tuesdays. Every game on the schedule is part of the tournament gives an added edge to each one of those games. I think it, it could create some, some extra uh, activity. But how do you feel about the in-season tournament? Are you a fan? Are you excited? Are you like, this is different and I don't know. Yeah. I, I am excited to see it work. Um, you know, if it doesn't work, then no. But I think if it does catch fire, sort of like the play-in, you know, there was a lot of misgivings about the play-in tournament. And now I think because we had, was it the first year we had Lakers Warriors in the play-in? Is that right? I, I don't know. But we had we had Lakers Warriors in a play-in. Yes, I believe we did. And, and that, of course, captured everybody's imagination and yes. sort of gave us a lift for what the play-in could be. Um, that, I think, now is here to stay. Uh, and it gives the the better clubs a, a challenge to get in that top six, uh, which is good. Um, but I'm interested to see how the, the in-season tournament works. I'm really interested to see what it's going to do to the schedule. You know, we've, we've played uh, – with these 30 teams, 15 and 15, a sort of a balanced schedule. Okay. Uh, you're going to play everybody in the West for us in the East. You're going to play everybody in the West twice home and away. And then in the East, you play everybody four times, uh, two and two, except for four teams, two teams. You'll play once at home and twice on the road. And the other two, you play twice at home and once on the road. And it's been that way for years, but that not so this year. 
If you'll notice, when we get to the first week of December, there are no games scheduled. <laughs> well, that's because these teams that make the in-season tournament are going to play quarterfinals. The 22 teams that don't make it are going to have games rescheduled. And that's how we're going to get to 81 and 82. And the championship game of the in-season tournament will be an 83rd game that will not count in the regular season standings. But what's going to happen is the league is going to take a look at this inventory of games. I Is the last night, the 28th of November, the last night of the in-season tournament? That night, they've got to sit down. they got to sit down and figure out, okay, who's playing? Where are they playing? How are we going to make this work? If you don't make it, you get one home game and one road game to be determined. And they may say to the Hawks, say we don't make it. And they say, well, you know, sorry, guys, but to make this thing work, you got to go to Portland. Really? Um, You know, your home game is going to be against, uh, uh, throw it out there, New York. So the Knicks are going to come three times to Atlanta? That's, that's kind of crazy. And the reason I bring this up is because when we get to the end of the year and we start figuring out tiebreakers for who's going to make the top six, who's going to make the play-in tournament, who's going to get in, get out, this is going to throw an entirely another wrinkle into this. But for the tournament itself, I mean, give it a shot. You know, they want people watching. The return Uh, so far of the stars to playing regularly has been a bonanza for the league ratings. You know, generally what's the old line, the season doesn't start till Christmas, right? That's what you've heard. Well, they want to change that. And this is a part of that change. Get the stars on the court, forget the stupid load management and get your guys out there and have this tournament to spark interest in the middle of football season. You know, I'm really glad I asked you about the tournament because I, in the past, at my old my old gig that ended a year ago, I was the schedule guy. I was in charge of the schedule grid. I, I wrote all the schedule breakdown columns. I, I was more dialed in to the NBA schedule than most human beings should be probably. But now that that has changed uh, and it's not my specialty anymore. I, I really haven't paid any attention to the schedule and I didn't realize that there was a whole week in December that we don't know the NBA schedule yet. So that's right. Not only is that a huge impact to actual NBA teams, especially if you get, if you, if they say, Hey, you get to play this really good team at home and you you also get to fly to the West coast. So congratulations. Um, It also is going to impact, uh, fantasy a lot because guys you know some of your guys are going to get extra games that you don't know are coming um that week so and check your check your league for that 83rd game because the two teams that play it uh in vegas for the in-season championship that will be an 83rd game that will not count in the standings will the stats count you know in your league i don't don't know. know So you might want to uh, ask uh, whether or not the, those, because those teams, there's only two teams that'll affect, but still it'll be uh, some players that you may have on, on one of your teams. Yeah. And it, and if the Nets happen to be in that tournament, that means an 83rd game for Mikhail Bridges once again, because we know, he's right. not, 
We know he's not sitting out. Funny story last year. Uh, he is gets traded. He hadn't missed a game since junior high school. Yep. And he is a nervous wreck because the trade hasn't been finalized and he cannot suit up for Brooklyn. And he is in agony because he thinks his streak is going to end. But then the league called and said, listen, because of the way the schedules are, you're going to end up playing 82 games. I think he ended up maybe playing 83. He played 83, yeah. Yeah. You're going to end up playing 83. Your streak is intact, even though you're sitting this game out. And he was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Mikhail Bridges cares. Like, he cares about that streak, and he does not ever want to miss a game. And if every NBA player had that mentality, we would have never heard of load management. And I tell you, it's changing because of guys like Bridges, because of guys like Anthony Edwards. They went to that sham of an all-star game last year, and Anthony Edwards said, I'm not participating in this. I'm not playing this. Get somebody else. This is a joke and a travesty. And so... What'd the league do? They're going they old scrapped school. all that crap, the you know, picking the players and all that nonsense. East, West, let's go. Now we're it, the pendulum is swinging back. The pendulum is swinging back. All right, they're gonna yell at me if I don't wrap this up. So Bob, um, and I go yell at you. You're the man. Oh, you know, I get yelled at. I'm been married for thirty years. I get yelled at every day. <laughs> um, Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, sir. Uh, it, I always learn a lot when you're here, and it's, you're just you're the best. My favorite play-by-play guy in the league. So. I feel the same way about you. Um, I'm Dr. A. That's Bob Rathman. Go find his house. Get a full-size Snickers bar tonight. Come on by. Go find him. And don't wear don't wear a Joel Embiid jersey, or you may be going. You may get dog yeah. bit. Yep. We 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 got lots of dogs here. So. Uh, no foreign jerseys. I will see you all on Thursday with Rick Kamla right back here at 11 o'clock in the morning. Bob, have a great Halloween, buddy. You got it. And thanks to all the fans. We love you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.